Merry Christmas, everyone. Rina and I would like to thank you for your continued support in listening to our weekly podcast sermons and accessing our website for our blogs and other resources. A special thank you to those of you who have supported the ministry so we can continue providing free resources for pastors, leaders and Christians, especially in poorer nations. We will be taking a break for a couple of weeks and we'll be back with our weekly podcast on 12th January 2021. Meanwhile, here's a short Christmas reflection that we hope will encourage you. O come Jesus, O come Emmanuel. Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 25. That's Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 25. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, took to him his wife, did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. This evening, just for a few moments, I want to focus on this naming of the Christ child. Matthew mentions two names that was given to the Christ child. Firstly, it was commanded by the angel of the Lord to Joseph that he must call this child Jesus. And then Matthew very quickly in the midst of his storytelling, he puts in a scripture spoken 700 years before Christ by the prophet Isaiah that would give him the name Emmanuel. So I want to focus on these two names, Jesus and Emmanuel. Firstly, the name Jesus. You cannot but notice that Matthew has held on and used the Greek name Jesus rather than Yeshua, which is the same name. It's actually Joshua, right? But the Greek version of Joshua is Jesus. But the angel of the Lord specifically told Joseph to call his son Jesus. Now, it would be common and normal for a Jewish father to call his son a Hebrew name. So it should have been Yeshua. Now, I don't want to burst anybody's bubbles here. Don't throw stones at me. I'm just telling you the fact that Matthew has recorded 
that the angel of the Lord went to Joseph and he said to him, call your son Jesus, the Greek version of the name Yeshua. Now, why am I so confident of this? It's because when Matthew quotes the prophet Isaiah, he maintains the Hebrew name Emmanuel. He does not use the Greek name for Emmanuel. He maintains the Hebrew name Emmanuel. And so here we are with two names right in these two verses of scripture. Jesus, a Greek name. Emmanuel, a Hebrew name. Why two names? What's the significance in this story? I'm so glad you asked me that. <laughs> First of all, Jesus is Koine Greek. Koine is common. It was common Greek. In other words, it was the language that was mostly spoken in the Roman Empire. It was common language. And a common name for using a common language for a king? No. For a common man. He came as a common man. Yet, he was the king of kings, the lord of lords, the mighty savior himself. It's very important that we do not miss this first name, Jesus. A common name in a common language for a common man. Common because he was not born in a palace. He was born in a manger. Common because he did not grow up a celebrity in the public eye, but was hidden away, a nobody, secluded and unknown. Common because he didn't travel around with an entourage, but he traveled with a group of fishermen and commoners. Common because his death was not a state funeral, but one of a common criminal. A common man with a common name in a common language. But this common man with a common name in a common language was able to allow everyone to embrace him as Savior. That's the point of him being called Jesus. And not just a Savior to the Jews, not just a savior for the nation Israel, but a savior for the whole world. A common name in a common language for a common man. And even though he was common, he was embraced by all. No one was left out. A blind man, Bartimaeus, calling out publicly. Also, a woman with the issue of blood attempting to privately seek healing by touching the hem of his garment. From a respected Jewish leader and scholar, Nicodemus, to a despised tax collector, Zacchaeus. From a group of disciples who followed him throughout his ministry on earth, to one man, a hardened criminal, at the end of his life, embracing Christ too. A common man with a common name in a common language 
so that everyone, no one will be left behind, could embrace him as their Savior. He became common so that we might experience the divine. You shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. That's the meaning of the name Jesus. He will save us. The word save in the Greek language is sozo. And the word sozo means to save, to keep safe, to rescue from danger or destruction, to heal, to restore and to make hope. That's what sozo means. To save, to keep safe, to rescue from danger, to heal, to restore, to make hope. You shall call his name Jesus, for he will bring about sozo in all your lives. Jesus, Jesus, means sozo. He will save us. He will save us from our sins. We don't like that, do we? It's not a bad word. In fact, in Greek, it's the Greek word amatia, which means to miss the mark. We've gone quite a bit far away with this word sin. I don't want to reduce that word. But you know, for us, we look at sins, little things that we do, whether we're good or bad, Naughty or nice, right? And God keeps an account just like Santa Claus. At the end of Christmas, he brings you your deserved gift. Bahamatia means wider than that. It means to miss the mark. You know, the great Pharisees, we would consider them followers of the law. They kept the law. And we would say they were probably sinless in our eyes. And yet, they missed the mark mile away. They didn't recognize Jesus, their Savior. You will call him Jesus, Jesus, a common name in a common language for a common man. But he will save us from missing the mark. He will save us from missing his plan and purposes for our lives. He will save us from making, making a huge mistake of going away from God himself. He will save us. His name is Jesus. It means he will save us. But not just Jesus, also Emmanuel. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, God with us. Why two names? This is my theory. It's only a theory. Again, don't throw stones. We've got a rule in this church. If you don't like my preaching, you can throw marshmallows. <laughs> Why two names? Because Jesus means he will save. Emmanuel means God is with us. Jesus is the agent of salvation. Emmanuel is the mode of salvation. Jesus is the person 
The who in Manuel is the how. How will he save us? He will come among us. He will move in our neighborhood. He will be with us until we experience salvation. That's how he will save us. He's not a God of a distance who stands from a distance and watches. He is a God who comes in our midst. He has moved into our neighborhood. He will save us by being about us. That is his nature. If you read the Gospels, you will know that was the nature of Christ. He saves by moving into a neighborhood. Not a God from a distance, but a God among us. He touched the leper before he healed the leper. Do you get that? He could have healed the leper first, then touched the leper. But the leper, all he needed, all his life, they had never been touched because of his leprosy. And so, Jesus moved into his neighborhood. He touched him at the point of need. He touched the leper. Then he healed the leper. It's just his nature. Emmanuel, God among us. He wept with Mary and Martha before he raised Lazarus from the dead. Can you imagine that? He knew why he came. The sole reason he came was not to attend a funeral, but to attend a celebration. He came to raise Lazarus from the dead. And yet, he moved into his two sisters' name, wept with them before he raised Lazarus from the dead. It's just his nature, Emmanuel. After he rose from the dead, he would spend 40 days among his disciples before he ascended on high. I would have been so excited to reach my throne and wear my crown and sit in the right hand of the Father. He delayed it for a little while. He moved into a neighborhood just to teach the disciples about the kingdom of God. It's just his nature. That's who he is. He is Emmanuel, God with us. It's his nature to save by being present among us. So that's my message this evening. That you go through Christmas and the New Year and consider these two names. Jesus, a common name in a common language for a common people. No one is left out. No one is left out. Anyone can come to him. Rich man, poor man. No one is left out. So the next time you pray, remember the name, Jesus. He will save you. He will heal you. He will restore you. He will protect you. He will make you whole. His name is Jesus. His name is Emmanuel. God is with us. He's moved into our neighborhood. He's a prayer way to come into our hearts and abide with us. Because that's his nature. He is Emmanuel. O come, Jesus. O come, Emmanuel. May this be the prayer in our hearts this Christmas season. 
I close with this famous 4th century prayer. It's known as the St. Patrick's Wrestling. Christ be beside me. Christ be before me. Christ be behind me. King of my heart. Christ be within me. Christ be below me. Christ be above me. Never to part. Christ on my right hand. Christ on my left hand. Christ all around me. Shield in the strife. Christ in my sleeping. Christ in my sitting. Christ in my rising. Light of my life. Let us pray. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon podcast. For more resources, or if you would like to support this ministry, visit us at activefaith.org.nz.